I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. This episode is my 18th episode. When I started this podcast back in April, I said to myself, if I just stay consistent, do one episode a week, and can get to an 18th episode, I will feel like I succeeded. The interesting thing is my mind four months ago is in such a different state than it is today. I've learned so much about myself and have met some of the most incredible people. This podcast has opened doors I never knew could be open. I go back to that day when I said yes to doing this podcast and think, wow, if I said no and got stuck on the how, my life would be pretty boring. I am so touched by all of you who listen and send me messages, write the sweetest reviews that all bring me such feelings of gratitude. I truly feel like I'm living on purpose with a passion for life to contribute and give back and be a place where people can go to learn ways how to turn each moment in life into magic and see that inside each one of us, there is so much magic. If I could give you one takeaway that I have learned in this journey of mine is live life each day, live it with a daring heart, step out of your box, do something that scares you, be brave. Life is short. I'm starting this new adventure at 51. It's never too late to start something. So on to today's episode. When I'm searching for guests for my show, I look for people who stepped out of their own way and discovered magic. Every story is so different and so inspiring. My intention is to give you hope and encourage you to do that one thing that may feel hard at first, but once you step over that threshold, you see the magic that I'm talking about. So today's guest is Nathan Aaron. It's always a magical way that God brings these beautiful souls to me each week. I never know how I'm going to find that next guest that will give me goosebumps, learn some amazing takeaways and mindset tools, which will take us all to the next level in life. One day I got this call from my podcast producer, Ginny, the owner of Ginny Media, who wanted to introduce me to Nathan Aaron to have as a guest on my show. She knows my mission, so I knew there must be something she sees in Nathan that must be shared, and I need to have him on my show. And boy, was he ever. I started doing a deep dive into his life and realized how he has so much magic. No wonder Jenny thought he would add so much value on my podcast. He also is on a mission to help others who want to create a business but are stuck and don't know where to go, don't have the money and need a guiding light to guide them into their purpose and potential. So today I have the absolute honor to introduce you to Nathan Aaron. He is even more than his bio says he is, because when you listen to him on his YouTube channel, you see his heart. 
his desire to inspire and encourage others to live out their dream life and shows them the way with his passion for others to see that they can be, do, or have anything in their life. His mission in life is incredible and so inspiring. He came from such uncertainty, but was certain what he wanted in life. This interview is going to be one you will want to listen to over and over and take notes. Before we get started, let me give you a little bit of Nathan's background. Nathan is a speaker, entrepreneur, and dream life seeker. He worked with Fortune 500 companies and Grammy award-winning artists, including the Olympics, Adidas, CBS Sports, Lil Wayne, and Ray-Ban, and produces two podcasts which charted number one on all of iTunes. As an agent, he landed million-dollar investments, which later allowed him to create a film series, represented by Violet Brown, who landed record deals with Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Will I Am, and mentored by members of Google. He also studied as an intern with American Idol's judge, Simon Cowell, and Paul Oakenfold. Lastly, he sits on the board of multiple nonprofits helping homeless, the coral reefs, as well as at-risk youth. I love everything that Nathan represents and is on a mission to help and make a difference. He is someone you will want to follow and listen to. His mindset for life is revolutionary and so important. If I were to explain Nathan by just listening and watching his videos on YouTube, I would say he uncovers magic in people. That's why he's here to show you ways to uncover your magic. So without further ado, I'm sure you are as excited as I am to introduce Nathan and get to know him better. So please welcome Nathan Aaron to Uncover Your Magic. Wow, Ashley, my goodness. I, this might be the first podcast that I'm on that I shed a tear for such oh. a beautiful intro. Thank you so much. Oh, Adam. you're so sweet. Oh, you you are all that and more. I, I could just go on for days. I, in fact, this thinking of this podcast and all the things I want to ask you, I was like, maybe I need a part two and a part three. <laughs> I don't know if an hour is long enough. Oh, that's really kind of you. I'm so excited to be on and just really honored that you're trusting me to share my message with your audience. Oh, you have a beautiful message. And I think when I was thinking of how we would start, because I don't want to cut any of your amazing life journeys short, but I kind of want people to see where you came from, because I think that's such an interesting thing to where you are now and to show people where you came from. And it's such an incredible story. And if they haven't seen that YouTube video, you have to check him out because it is amazing. But if you could start with maybe where you want to start with, like when you were before you left high school. Sure. Yeah. First of all, just to give a little people a little bit of context, what I do now is I help people really get clear on what their heart wants in their life so that at the end of their life, on their deathbed, on the last day, when they're looking back at their life, they have those goosebumps. They have those waves of appreciation and gratitude and joy. And they feel really good about everything that they've done. Um, and I like to help people do that by giving them an opportunity to see life from the end on a regular basis. And then, you know, not only just helping them get clear on what they want to do, but helping them get the resources to do it, like funding money to pay for their personal expenses, their business expenses, and all the things they need in order to really support them in doing what they love as opposed to doing what they, you know, think they have to do in order to survive and thrive. And so uh, I didn't start off by doing that. I was really lucky 
that at the age of about 14 years old, I knew what I wanted to do with my life, which was be in the music industry. And so 14 years old, I save up some money and I build a studio. And I have this studio. And uh, by the age of 17, I'd saved up about $10,000, which to a 17-year-old is a million bucks, right? Wow. <laughs> and uh, so I took that money and I basically moved to Los Angeles. And within the first year of moving to LA, I was lucky enough to intern with Simon Cowell of American Idol, Wu-Tang, Paul Oakenfold, all these people. And so I was 100% certain at age 17, 18, that I was going to be a famous multimillionaire in the next two years. But then life happened. And unfortunately, I got taken advantage of by some bad people, some people with some bad intentions. And I ended up having to run away from Los Angeles and ended up being homeless. And my story, as I tell it, is that on the coldest day of that winter, when I was homeless living out of my car, I was so cold that I had to kind of climb over to the front seat and pop the trunk. And so I popped the trunk and I ran out to the, to the back of the trunk and I grabbed my extra blanket and I wrapped it around me. So I'm in my boxers with a blanket and I shut the door of uh, the trunk and I run around and I pull the door handle and I had locked myself out of the car in my boxers and luckily in a blanket uh, in a hailstorm. So I kind of hit rock bottom and I ended up, you know, the short version of the story is I ended up having to, you know, sneak into a warehouse and inside of that warehouse while I was trying to get some sleep, I ended up having quite a bit of an epiphany. And that epiphany basically was that, you know, I was complaining to myself and Anyone listening has probably had that where you've had that negative self-talk happen where you're just like, you know, why, why am I here? What did I do wrong? For me, it was, how did you let, how did you biff it? How did you give up that? You were 17 years old, 18 years old, working with some of the biggest names in the industry. And now you're here homeless. Anyone else would have taken that opportunity and ran with it. What's wrong with you? What did you do wrong? And through that complaining, something happened. And I ended up complaining to myself and saying, if I could only get someone to cut me a check to pay for, you know, a roof over my head and maybe some money to help me with my business, with my music business, then I know I can be successful. And that's when it hit me. I was having an epiphany. And my epiphany was if I could just get funding so that I had some time to actually focus on my passion, my thing, that I know I could be successful. And that kept parlaying into more opportunities and more opportunities. The first one, kind of consider it, you know, my beginner's luck, but I landed a music artist, a $1.4 million deal. And it just went on from there on and on and on and kept going. You know, it got to the point where I got to really clarify who I wanted to help. And here I am now helping heart centered people who really want to make a difference in the world, helping them get really clear on what their heart wants and then getting money to fund that dream life and that dream business. Oh, so when you say you had that epiphany, what does that look like to you? Like where you're sitting there in that warehouse and you're like, what does that look like to, if you were going to talk to yourself now, back then, what would you say? That's a beautiful question because, you know, I will admit and be a little vulnerable that even to this day, there are times that I still wish that I could go back and mentor my younger self hmm. and do things differently. And so to ask that question really hits home to me. The epiphany itself was huge because it was a pivotal point in my life where I finally like found a key that would turn a lot of locks in my life. And so if I could go back, 
uh, to that to before that time, you know, I think I would just guide myself to that moment quicker. But, you know, after that time period, I think I just really what it came down to is I could have shortened the amount of time that it took for me to get to these realizations. And one of the best ways that I believe that I could have done that as a, as a kid was by paying more attention, being more aware of my surroundings and connecting in with my intuition. Hmm. Yeah. And what helps you now connect to your intuition? Well, I've had a few magic experiences that have made it absolutely undeniable that something else is going on behind the curtain, behind the fabric of existence that is more than just what we see, feel, and taste and touch. And those magic experiences just make it absolutely impossible to deny. You know, I'm a, I'm a person who, like probably a lot of your listeners, are a little metaphysical. We like that, but we also like to be grounded in, you know, the, the tangible as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that I was kind of a closet metaphysical. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked to say, oh, you know, like, I want to prove it. I want to show the proof. But there were a few things that happened in my life where I just had to put my hands up and say, okay, something else is here that I don't understand. And it is just directly speaking to me and giving me undeniable gifts of serendipity and of magic and of truth. And since I've experienced all these, you know, these amazing experiences, now I focus on the feeling and I focus on the desires that I want are the feelings as opposed to the external things. Right. Uh, But what, can you give me an example of one of those moments? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, through the path of my like professional journey, I think what a lot of people do is they help themselves first and then they get to a point where they are, you know, stable financially, emotionally, all that. And then they start helping others. Me, you know, by nature, a people pleaser type Mm -hmm. of person that especially when I was younger, people could take my kindness for weakness. And so what I did was I helped others, even when I was homeless, even when I had no money, when I could barely afford a burrito, I was, you know, recording people's albums for free and doing my best to help people, giving people guidance. And I didn't even have my own two legs underneath me. And so basically what I ended up doing was by helping all these people, I spent a huge portion of my life giving, 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 giving. And I feel like there was this kind of like like karmic dam that just burst open one day. Hmm. And the crazy part about it is, and anyone who's listening to this, who's experienced serendipity and magic, the crazy thing was it happened the moment that I decided to stop doing what I thought I had to do and start doing what I knew, quote unquote, knew that Mm -hmm. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. The thing that I thought for sure that was not possible. Oh, I can't make money doing that. That's, that's just having fun. And I'll tell you a little story about one of those experiences. Interestingly enough, if anyone has ever had a relationship with maybe a romantic relationship where you give your partner feedback and you ask that person, Hey, um, you know, I have a request. Can you maybe try this instead of that? And then a day later, they do the same thing that you asked them not to do. Well, the reason that, as we all know, that that happens is because it takes time and patience to build something, especially between two people. I think the same thing happens between us and the universe, between us and God, between us and our just like spiritual counterpart. And so when I first started doing the thing that I knew I was supposed to be doing, I was on a live event, a live digital event, and I lost my voice. 
when I first Mm -hmm. decided I'm going to speak my truth. And so I actually lost my voice. And for years, you know, around five, six o'clock, I would start to lose my voice. And I was like, what is going on? I'm finally speaking physically and also, you know, spiritually speaking my truth and I'm losing my voice. So that started happening. So took a while for my request to the universe or its request to me rather to kind of start to formulate into what it is today. But one of the biggest experiences that I had was when I transitioned out of the music industry and decided to follow my true passion, what I really want to be doing is I wrote on my calendar. I said, okay, I'm going to stop being stubborn and I'm going to get a job just for the time being. I've never had a job. I've always been self-employed. So what I did was I wrote on my calendar on January 1st that year. And I said, I'm going to get my dream job. So I wrote dream job. And then I wrote some bullet points under it. I wrote the exact dollar amount that I wanted. I wrote three days a week because I needed to work four days a week on my passion. I said location independent so I could travel wherever I wanted. And then the last one that my friend helped me with was get paid to learn. So I decided Mm. I'm going to get a job where I make this much money where I can work three days a week, location independent and get paid to learn. And so there I was just kind of doing my thing. And one day I decided, you know what? It's been three months in, I'm not making any money. Why don't I just temporarily drive for Uber and Lyft? So I drive for Uber and Lyft. And one day I decided that I woke up that morning and and I just kind of was floating with like, you could hear a pin drop. There was so much thickness of energy in the room. And so I just took a nice, calm, quiet, silent breath. And I looked around the room. It was about 4 a.m. And I thought, wow, this is a magic morning. I get in my car. I go start driving. My first conversation that I had was with, I think it was a professional football player who had just lost his father. I drop him off at the airport and, you know, a big, strong, macho guy. And Mm -hmm. he gets out of the car. And then he peeks his head back in the window. He says, hey, man, uh, not really one to talk about my feelings much but I want to let you know that what you said in the car today is going to change the way that I see my father's death forever. And then yeah. or before I can respond and walks uh-huh. off. So I take a big breath, like, wow, this is a great day. Then I go back into town and I park my car and I just stare out the window. And I think to myself, I'm, I don't want to work anymore today. I'm just going to follow my intuition and I'm going to tell it where to go. So I, turn the key back on and I say, intuition, tell me where to drive. So intuition tells me to drive straight up the main street. It tells me to take a left up into like the hills. Next thing you know, intuition says, take a left. Intuition says, take a right. Intuition says, take a right. Intuition says, take a right. Now I'm going in circles around the block. I'm like, what's happening here? (laughs) And then finally, intuition says, stop. So I park the car and I'm getting ready to get out of my car. And I pull the door handle on the car and I'm thinking, I don't even know why I'm up here, but I might as well shoot a little video because it's beautiful up here. So I go to open the car door and my Uber and Lyft app both go off at the same time, which have been off for a good half hour. So they hmm. like magically just turn back on and they requested that I pick two people up. So there I am deciding, do I take these or not? And I decided, okay, whatever. Maybe I'm not supposed to be here right now. And so I end up having both apps and I need to quit one, swipe one up. And I'm like, which one do I quit? I don't know. Should I quit Uber? Should I quit Lyft? And then I decide which one to choose. I go to my destination and there I am again, staring out the window thinking, ah, God, 
I should have just stayed back there. You know, I was about to shoot this beautiful video and I'm kind of zoning out. And then my passenger gets in and I say, Hey, and we start to drive. And then I turn around and it's my favorite author. And long story short, my author, my, my favorite author ends up giving me a job. And he basically says, everything that you're doing right now is exactly what I have been looking for. And there's so much serendipity and I'm so excited to hire you that that job, I got paid the exact dollar amount that I requested. I love that. I worked three days a week. I worked location independent and I was getting paid to learn. Uh, And who was the author? Uh, I have an NDA. So I can tell you you after the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is so amazing. I love that. It's those serendip, those moments, those synchro destiny moments, right? That if you just follow that, your heart and you follow that little nudge and you just keep going Mm -hmm. and just trust that it's going to, you know, anything, any situation. I try to tell that to my daughters, like just go and keep following that feeling and just watch what the universe will bring you because it's all, it's all there for you. You know, get always, I always say the word blinders, but when you're really tapped in or tapped in, tuned in, turned on, mm-hmm. I love that. And I always say that to the girls, you just, it just unfolds so beautifully. And you just explain that story. I love it. Mm, thank you so, so much. much. But when I was re- doing my research on you and I was thinking about how you really, you see people, you talk to them and you uncover their magic. Tell me how, like you see this person that wants to have a business and they don't have the money. And that's your mission to help them, right? Yeah. So give me an example if someone's going to come to you and what steps do you do? What steps do you take? Sure. Yeah. So the first thing that people generally want is they say, you know, I want to do this thing. I want to, you know, start a podcast. I want to write a book. I want to do whatever. And I need the money for it. And I think the common misconception with what I do is, I don't want to just take the person's idea of what they want their business to be and then get money for it. I want to reverse engineer it and say, let's forget that careers are even a part of life. There's no such thing as a job. There's no such thing as a career. You can't own your own business. Not can't be a service provider, nothing like that. What do you want to do with your life? What, how do you want to play in this existence? How do you want to, experience life? How do you want to interact with human beings? How do you want to give? What do you want to do? And then from there, we say, okay, well, let's see, what are my preferences and my non-negotiables and my fantasies, right? So you say, okay, well, I love to laugh and I love to be in groups of people and I love to have really deep conversation. You know, I prefer to wake up super early in the morning and, or maybe I like to sleep in, or maybe I like to stay up really late and watch the stars. What does that look like to you? And then you say, you know, maybe it's really important that for me, I wanted to be location independent. I want to be able to travel and experience the world. But some other people, they might say, you know what? I just want a grounded home base. That matters to me. Some people, they really want someone to kind of tell them what to do. And they just like focus on that so that they don't have to make all these decisions. Other people, they're like, I have to be the decision maker. I can't be having someone else make the decisions for me. So there are all these preferences, all these non-negotiables and all these fantasies that basically equate to our dream life. And so I like to start there and then we can infuse all of those passions and those interests into a business. And for the parts that don't fit into the business, it's your business's job to serve you 
so that you can serve the world. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people get that wrong. It's like, I'm working on the business so that it can make me money. And then hopefully I'm also doing good. So that's a distinction that I like to work through with people before I help them get funding. That way, at the end of their life, when they look back on their life, they say, you know what? Wow, I actually enjoyed each day. I would pay money to do what I'm doing to make money, even if I'm not making money yet. Mm -hmm. And so my strong, deep belief is that the analogy I like to use is if you birth a baby into the world, you're not going to take the baby, put it on the corner and say, go figure out how to survive right? You're Mm -hmm. going to nurture that baby. You're going to take care of that baby. You're going to raise that child. And then after a certain time period, they're going to be able to walk on their own two legs. Well, the same goes for your other baby, your business, right? You wouldn't just take your business and say, okay, you've been around for two months, go make money, right? Mm -hmm. Instead, you want to give it a runway, a time period where it can grow, where you're not making bad decisions because you need to make money, not taking the client that you don't want because maybe they're a little bit abusive or they're not willing to pay you what you're worth or, you know, selling your show to someone because they're willing to give you some money. Instead, you're doing it out of a place of abundance, not a place of scarcity. And the way to do that is to get a chunk of money to give you a runway, a one to three year runway so that you can spend that time breathing deep, being creative, getting curious and having fun instead of worrying about making money. And then from there, you can basically catapult into, you know, having a solid revenue model, building a lot of resources and income and stuff like that. And so the really basic way to say it is step one, get clear on what you want to do. Step two, get you funding. And funding, I think, is for the majority, like maybe like 70% of the people I work with, but there's also other options as well. And that money pays for your personal expenses, like your mortgage or your rent, your bills, your food, your gas, your groceries, all the things that you need to survive for one to three years. And it pays for your business expenses. So if you wanted to hire someone or buy some gear or maybe have a marketing budget so you can get your thing out there to the world and have people actually find out about it, that's what the money gets people. And so those two things will allow you to have those three years to just kind of breathe and focus. And then you have a deadline too, a built-in deadline where, hey, I have three years to make this thing profitable. I have three years to make this thing replace my current income or the income that I had beforehand, if you transition out of your job or other, other career. How do you, where's the money come from? So money can either come from private investors, grants, or crowd subscriptions, which is different than crowdfunding. So if someone has an an existing audience already, say, you know, I've helped a Twitter person who has a big Twitter following that type of person who has an existing fan base, but isn't making money can use crowd subscriptions like Patreon which basically they say, hey, everybody, I'm doing this thing. And if you love what I do, support me. And then they can pay, say, say I like them. And I say, okay, they have a Patreon account. I'm going to pay 20 bucks. Then $20 comes out of my bank account every single month forever until I cancel to support that person. That is if you have an audience. But if you're starting something brand new, which is most of us, then there's either a grant or an investment. And so if you're trying to do something where you need maybe, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 grand, then a grant can be a great way to do it. You don't pay the money back. You don't go into debt for any of these options. Hmm. And you basically find yourself in a situation where you have startup capital to make something happen. Now, is a grant going to get you three years of your personal expenses? Probably not. That's more for an investment. 
But the beauty of a grant is, is that you can have this chunk of money that you don't have to pay back and that you can use for whatever you need it for. For example, I get to spend upwards. I'm not doing it yet, but I got a grant for $12,000. And so I can take that $12,000 and spend up to $12,000 on YouTube ads, Facebook ads, and Instagram ads per month, because every month I can take that money and I can invest it and then get that money back from sales and put Mm -hmm. it back in. So right now I'm ramping up on that money using a portion of it. You know, another example of a grant that is a really high grant is that my friend, Sarah, we helped her get a $10,000 per month grant from Google. Mm -hmm. So Google basically, and now it's not cash, but she gets to spend 10 grand on Google ads and YouTube ads every single month. So she, you know, is always getting new people into her ecosphere for her nonprofit. And that's a beautiful thing for her. The benefit to grants is that though it's a smaller dollar amount, it's a little bit easier to acquire in a lot of ways. And also you don't have to deal with a personality, right? You're not, if you have an investor, you're dealing with another human being who is basically in with you on your business. They don't own the business, but they're giving you the money you're dealing with them all the time. The benefit to an investor is you get a lot more money if you need it. Like I said, I helped the guy Chad raise 1.4 million. That's the highest amount, but all the way down to like, you know, six to eight grand for little startup capital for different projects as well. The downside of that is, you know, you could have somebody who, you know, says yes and then they change their mind or they say yes and they start paying you payments for a little while and then they decide not to. And so you really have to make sure that you choose the right person and that you have a robust contract in place and that you're dealing with someone where you're actually adding a tremendous amount of value to their lives as well, because that's what's going to keep the synergy going and make them excited about working with you and investing that money in you. So yeah, I have a lot of stories about investments that have gone great and that have gone wrong. But the, the general idea is if you can just put together what I call a pitch deck, it's a term uh, for basically a presentation that has all the things you need inside of it to submit for funding. And then you take that and you have now a tool that you can use at any time to raise money for your thing. Hmm. A pitch deck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pitch deck. Yeah. You know, like when you say people come and you help them gain clarity. So, I mean, I think even thinking of my daughter, she's 14 and getting ready to go to high school. And, you know, then the next step is college, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot about, you know, how do I, maybe I want to work at, you know, she taught, we talk a lot about like, oh, I want to work with animals or maybe I want to be a singing teacher or, you know, all these different, and mm-hmm. we, you know, I go with it, but, you know, to get clarity, how do you find, do people come to you like after high school, maybe they don't want to go to college, right? Maybe they want to do their own thing, like mm-hmm. do what you do. Mm-hmm. How does, you know, like I have a few clients that are college girls that have just graduated and now are back into this life with working at a coffee shop because mm-hmm. the job opportunities aren't there. And I'm trying to help them get clarity and realize that, you know, we all have, uh, I learned this the other day, you know, it's like a, some people have a purpose. They know their purpose right away and they call those people jack, they like a jackhammer. And the other ones are like hummingbirds, right? You go over here and then you go to here and here. And then, and then it kind of puts your story together, you know, like you're, like you're a hummingbird. And now you kind of have that jackhammer because you know your purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But for the clarity and the, and I know action breeds clarity, Mm -hmm. but how do you get somebody that just doesn't know what to do? How do you get them just those feelings of like what brings you happiness and Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. The first thing that I would do is I would do an end of life meditation, as I call it, which is a pr- Can a we process. do that now? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you to do that, yeah. but I want to do that. Okay, great. Yeah, we can do that. So the end of life meditation, which we can do here in a moment, would give a person an immense amount of clarity about what really matters in their life. Then after doing the end of life meditation, I strongly, strongly suggest that you find yourself in a meaningful space, maybe a sunrise, a sunset, something like that with a journal or whatever, and make a commitment to yourself that you're going to have fun, that you're going to be, have that childlike curiosity, that you're going to be just interested in everything and that you're going to just flow and enjoy and be like a river, just always finding the easiest way down. Mm -hmm. And then from there, from a place of that promise to yourself that you're going to do it from a place of curiosity, from interest, from intrigue, and always remind yourself that maybe if you're the, if you're like me, setting silent reminders in your phone to, to, you know, to savor the moment and to appreciate things. And as long as you're coming from that place, then start getting curious and testing the waters, taste testing different things and doing it really consciously saying, okay, here are some things that I'm really interested in. I'm going to try this for a while. I'm going to try this for a while. I'm going to try this for a while. And I have zero intention of being successful at it. My only intention is to just try it out and see how I like it and continue to remind myself that I'm doing this because I'm looking to learn about myself. It's like dating yourself. It's like, you know, just having a conversation with yourself and your, you know, your metaphysical self mm-hmm. and getting to a place where you're like, okay, here I am, you know, hug yourself in the morning, tell yourself that you love yourself, go about your life, get really curious and just don't allow yourself to get in that negative sphere. Like you, you follow Abraham Hicks, it sounds like, and right. uh, you know, <laughs> she, she teaches us how to be on our high flying disc. Right. And so do just that and just start getting really curious. And once you start figuring those things out, you start taking pieces and sticking them into your bowl, into your priority bucket, as I call it in my online course. And you basically have all these things in your bowl, in your bucket, and then you realize what you like. Now, before we do the end of life meditation, one more thing I'll say is a lot of people say, like me, they say, oh, you know, I want to do a film series and I want to be a music artist and I want to write a book and I want to do, you know, a podcast and I want to do this and that and this and that and all these things. And everyone else is going to say, even some of the people that I really look up to will say, you have to choose one. Mm -hmm. But my breakthrough that I had is you don't actually have to choose one. It's a good idea to choose one. But if you absolutely can't let go of any of those, you can build a brand. And under that umbrella, you have your main thing that is driving 80% of your day, but you can do those other things. And then the people who are following you that are experiencing your brand or your business or your identity can say, oh, wow, that person who is, you know, a podcaster or a coach is also really interested in, I don't know, golfing or skydiving or backpacking or whatever it is. And you can show that on social media and you can still give yourself time, especially if you really allocate your day properly and chunk it into, you know, productivity and your passions, then it allows you to do all the things you want to do in life without kind of, you know, shortcutting yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So good. Okay. So when I heard this meditation, I wanted to share it on this podcast. So, so much. And it's magical. Cool. So let's let's do do it. it. Okay. Let's do it, Nathan. Yes. So 
first of all, of course, anyone who's driving, be safe. But everybody who can do this, I invite you to close your eyes and take a deep breath. And as you're taking nice deep breaths, whatever, however feels best to you, I just want to let you know that if you're not into meditation, if you don't like that term, then just consider this an exercise. And if you take your next deep breath in, as you exhale, just release anything that you don't need in your body right now. Just anything you don't need in your body. And take a nice inhale. And release anything in your mind that you don't need right now. And another deep breath. Breathe in joy. And breathe out peace. And just fill your body goosebumps with magic. With gratitude, with appreciation. And now breathe whatever, however feels best to you. And what I'd like you to do is picture a window. And out that window is the most beautiful scene that you've seen. It's just incredible. And you're inside of that window and it's open and the perfect conditions are blowing through that window. Nice breeze. And you look down and you see your hand. And in your mind's eye, with your eyes closed, just look at the palms of your hands and then the back of your hands and realize that they're wrinkled with all kinds of experiences. You're, let's just say, 98 years old. There you are on your last final day before you pass on to another realm. It's your final day in this body that you've been given. And there you are, looking at yourself, looking out the window, breathing deeply, and just feeling gratitude for this amazing existence. And, you know, throughout life, you've had these moments where you felt like life is magical and life is beautiful, but not like this one. It's like you realize that the fact that things end, sometimes it can be a curse, but sometimes it can be the biggest gift ever because it allows you to see things from a new perspective. And there you are on your last day, 98 years old, just appreciating life. You think back, you think to all the people that you've met, you see their faces smiling. You see all the most important people in your life. You even remember some random people that you just kind of cross paths with at one point or another. And as the breeze hits your body, you think back and you say, wow, I've lived a beautiful life and I'm so grateful for this existence. And even though you have so much gratitude, you find yourself thinking, God, it would be so nice to go back just one more time, just experience life one more time when I was young, just, just like five minutes. Like, I, can I just have five minutes to go back? I, I would love to just a day or something to go back to when I was a young whippersnapper, maybe 20 years ago to when I was 78 years old, so young, 78 years old, 20 years ago, what would it be like to be 78 again? Think of all the people I was around at that time, or maybe 30 years ago to when I was 68 years old. God, that was a lifetime ago, 30 years ago, 68. What would I do? Who would I spend time with? What would I experience? 
I just run out into nature and just kind of run through the meadow. What would I do? And then what about just like 40 years ago to when I was 58 years old? 40 whole years ago when I was 58. Or 50 years ago to when I was 48. Or 60 years ago to when I was 38. Or even 70 years ago to when I was 28. And I could even go as far as being 80 years ago, 80 years in the past to when I was 18, or even 90 years ago to when I was eight. What time frame would I go to? And as you realize that there's only a few hours left until you pass on to a different world, you feel like, wow, this is it. This is it. This is it. You know, I'm so grateful for everything I've had, but why am I thinking so much about what I would do if I could go back? You know, like I would just be a little bit more courageous and I'd be a little bit more just full of power and strength and love and joy and just, just give a little bit more love and maybe just be a little weird too. Just maybe kind of give an extra long smile to the stranger and buy somebody coffee in line or whatever it is that I had to do. Just, just bring more joy to this world. I wish I could go back. And as time starts ticking, you say, I wish I could go back. Oh, that would be so amazing. I wish I could go back. I wish I could go back. I wish I could go back. Open your eyes. Your wish has been granted. Mm. Love that, Nathan. So first of all, I want to say thank everybody so much for doing this with me. This is something that's really close to my heart. But the other thing I'd like to mention is that hopefully now you have this tool in your tool belt of life where whenever you need to make a tough decision that you think, you know, I would love to do this, but I'm a little too fearful because it might be risky or whatever. Just consult your 98-year-old self. Or some people say, I'm going to live past that. To whatever age that you think you will live to, just consult your older self and say, what should I do? Like, if you were there on your last day, how courageous would you be? How kind would you be? How gentle would you be? How understanding would you be? And that gives us a tool that we can use to make really good decisions that are right for us and that are right for others. Wow. Do you, I just love that. It really helped me. And I just thought when I heard you do that on one of your YouTubes, I just thought, wow, what a gift. Do you meditate? Are you a meditator? Yeah, yeah, I've done, I think I counted the other day. I think it was like 1200 days straight. Oh my gosh. So I'm really happy about that. It didn't come from intention. It came from a need because I was having really bad panic attacks. And so I was actually told by Western doctors to meditate, which was really cool to hear. Do you do it in the morning? I used to do it in the evening. And this year I've committed to doing my best to do it in the morning. And I would say about 65% of the time I do it in the morning. And some days I wait until the evening time. Are you guided or do you just do it by yourself? I used to, when I started, I used Headspace, which changed my life. It was absolutely amazing. It worked so well. And then after a while, I started doing much longer ones. Usually the meditations I do these days are about an hour, maybe 40 minutes, sometimes only like 20, 25. But what I do is I do a three-step process. I do a pre-meditation. I do a meditation and I do a post-meditation. The pre-meditation is me usually sitting down with a pen and a pad and I 
close my eyes and I start breathing. And anytime that a thought comes up, I write it on the page so that I can kind of clear my mind of all thoughts. Hmm. And then once I have all these thoughts out, then the next thing I do is my meditation. My meditation is I do what I call 10 perfect breaths, which is kind of a funny term, but it's basically the idea of my goal is to have 10 simultaneous breaths where I think of absolutely nothing. And that actually can take an hour Oh wow! <laughs> to go, you know, I might be at six and then I think of something and then I go back to zero Wow! and it is quite a discipline. Yes. Uh, I was going to say that is big discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And then the post meditation is just kind of me speaking my mantra. And I have this mantra that I make at the beginning of the year. And then I do it 364 days a year, purposefully skipping one. And then just for the sake of imperfection for fun. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the year, I tell people my mantra. So for example, my mantra last year was look what happened this year by following my intuition. My angels guide me, clear the path. I'm now surfing on a wave of magic, momentum, fun, comfort, vitality, and connection into my dream reality. Oh, wow. <laughs> it takes a while ex- to memorize. <laughs> yeah. You have 364 days to memorize it. Yeah. <laughs> so you start the, in January, and then you'll go the whole year. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, you'll tell people. Yeah. Why do you do that? Why at the end of the year? My friend came up with the idea. We do something different every year on New Year's. Three years ago, we let off uh, Chinese lanterns into the sky and uh, wrote our mantras down. Two years ago, we planted a tree. Last year, we did a hike and hit our mantras at the top of the mountain. So we do a different one every year. It's really fun. Yeah. I I can't Um, take responsibility or take uh, credit rather for that idea, but I think it's a cool one. Oh, it's amazing. Oh. Like my little secret that I keep over yeah. here all the world the next year. Yeah. Are you into, do you take courses? Do you read books? Are you like a, do you educate yourself daily? Yeah, I love to take courses. I love to read books. See, you know, there's someone that I really like who's named Colin Hiles, H-I-L-E-S, hmm. the mindset guy, he calls himself. Okay. And he is wonderful. He's kind of an underground mindset guru who is just wonderful character and he the way he teaches is so unique and any of his courses are profound so he's one of my faves for sure do you listen to podcasts do you Mm -hmm. are there things that you do every day that kind of Um, get you in that state you know I wouldn't say that I do any one of those things every day it's one of those things that I don't have to I don't have to plan into my day because it's just an addiction. Right. <laughs> so, me too. You know, it'll be a book one day, a podcast another day. Sometimes I'll start binging on podcasts and then I won't listen to any podcast for a few months because I'm reading or maybe I'm not reading and I'm, you know, just watching videos. But I've actually tried to make a discipline of doing a little less of that so that I can focus more on implementation. And I've found that the more that I'm on my purpose, the more that I'm learning from the people that I'm working with and serving and learning from having, you know, real life mentors. But those things are still super important to have to kind of to create an ongoing story in my perspective of the world, right? So an example of that would be, let's say I start listening to some Abraham Hicks, right? And then for the next two months, I'm thinking about everything through the lens of what she teaches, what they Mm -hmm. teach. And so I would basically be in that situation for a while until I kind of start forgetting about it. And then it's important to pick something else up. So then maybe I read, you know, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill or something. And then I end up 
getting submerged in that. But I think generally what books and podcasts and courses and learning from mentors and things of that nature do is it gives us a new lens to see the already existing things in front of us. Yeah, I'm the same way. I go with, I could do Abraham Hicks for a few weeks and then I shift. It just kind of shifts naturally. You know, I go Mm -hmm. from one and then I'm reading and I listen to podcasts and I get stuck on that one. Then it just, it adds those layers, you know, and it just gives me this view in a different way. And I love it. Mm -hmm. I just love to grow and I love to learn. And it's so, I love to just even meeting this podcast has given me such, I would never have met you, you know, I I mean, I maybe have, but it just is such a gift and I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. But what would be one before we end, which I can't believe I have to end this with you. And we're going to have to do part two and part three, but if there was one thing you were going to, you would help with one tip, like one, one takeaway that you would, wouldn't want to have this podcast end without sharing, what would that be? Mm-hmm. Well, the obvious one for me is that I really deeply believe that people should be following what they really want to do and to take that time away from their life, whether that be, you know, scheduling a weekend at home or, you know, having a little retreat where you go get a cabin Airbnb in, in the woods and figure out like really what that person at the end of your life would want you to do. That is the biggest one. And I would love, love, love to help anyone who is wanting to do that, whether it be just, you know, for their life so that they can just have a clear understanding of what they want to be doing or if it's for their business. And with your permission, I'd love to allow people to text me on my text message line. Yes, I I would love that. I'm on there too. I just joined that the other day. I'm getting those every day. Love it. Yes, cool. please tell them your text number, your phone yeah. number. Yeah, so the phone number is area code 310-807-1998. And what that is, is it's a text message line that allows for us to text back and forth like a normal phone, but also I can send bulk messages to everybody. And so what I will usually send on there are things like, hey, remember to savor this moment. Remember to give yourself more love. Like I just like, like to send kind reminders And then also, if people have questions, there's an automated question on there that says, what is your passion, idea, or business, and what do you need help with? And then you answer those questions, and then I will actually text back. From time to time, I offer things. I have an online course called Dream University that helps people plan, fund, and build their dream business. Guess again, the money for their personal expenses and their business expenses. And I also just started this little cool program that I'm launching next week. I guess when this is out, when the podcast is out, it'll be up. But it's at coachmenathan.com. And it's actually this really fun group thing that I'm doing where I'm bringing people together and connecting them. And we're planning our month at the beginning of every month and kind of putting each other on the right path and, you know, giving each other what we need. So people might say, you know, I am feeling really lonely right now. I need a little bit of that, a little help with that. I'm feeling really motivated right now, but I don't have the tools. And then everybody kind of raises their hand and says what they need. And then we get really clear on what we're going to do for the month. Everybody plans their month together. And then we answer questions, helping people with strategy, helping people with their next steps, figuring out what they should be doing, connecting them with people that they need to know. And just having this heart-centered community of amazing people. You know, I had this vision of doing these beautiful paradise retreats and then COVID happened. And so I thought, what can I do instead? And so for now, I just want to build this amazing community where you know, yes, that's like a paid thing that I do, but I still have the text message group for everybody. And I literally help people and do sometimes like 15 minute one-on-one coaching calls where at the end, people are usually like, just waiting for me to sell them something. And then I say, thanks, have a great day. Bye. Mm -hmm. And that's it. 
because I really like to help. Like my secret little reason for doing all this is because I want to meet the most amazing, incredible people in the world. Like I'm lucky enough to, you know, as I mentioned, to have sources of income from elsewhere so I can do this for a passion, but still know that it's important to make the money for the business so that it can continue telling more and more people and helping more people. So yeah, that number 310-807-1998. I'm really excited to hear if you guys, you know, text me then make sure to, you know, mention the Uncover Your Magic podcast and to mention Ashley and yeah, I'll do my best to hook you up. Thank you. And where, so lastly, before we leave, where is Nathan in five years? Where do you see yourself? That's a good one. That'd be funny if I said I didn't know after making (laughs) preaching. Yeah, my goal, little story, quick story. While I was transitioning out of the music industry into what I wanted to do, I was on a beach in Hawaii with a friend. And my friend said, what are you doing? What are you up to? And I said, well, I want to do a film series and I want to do a music album and I want to do an online course and I want to help people follow their dreams and da, da, da. And she's like, Nathan, 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 wait, wait. Okay. The difference between you and me is if I came to Hawaii and wanted to find the perfect shell on the beach, I would come to Hawaii, I'd have fun and I'd spend time on the beach and I wouldn't stop until I found that shell. But you, what you'll do is you'll come to Hawaii, you'll want to find that perfect shell, and then you'll go on the beach and you'll start doubting yourself. You'll start finding every single shell that's kind of beautiful and put it into Mm -hmm. your shirt. The next thing you know, you have a hundred shells in your shirt. And if you ever do find that perfect shell, you don't have enough space for it or you don't have enough time for it. And so at that moment, I realized that I had what I call business ADD or project Mm -hmm. ADD. It's like you said, the, what was it? The butterfly, the hummingbird? The hummingbird, yeah. Versus the... Totally, uh, the jackhammer. jackhammer. And I decided to be a jackhammer and I decided to commit the next five years of my life to Shelly, that shell, which is my metaphor for my project right now, which is my personal brand. So what I'll be doing right now in five years is, is the same thing that I'm doing now, just at a bigger level. You know, I have all the passions under one umbrella, like we talked about. Like I didn't want to give up my film series. So I have 17 episodes of the film series done. Maybe that'll be a movie in the theaters. Maybe it'll be a show on Netflix. Who knows? You know, I have my music album. So I'll have music out and I'll have online courses and I'll be helping people and just making a difference and speaking on stages and doing paradise retreat. So just more, more of this. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful life, beautiful soul. So blessed to have you've had this time with you. I can't even tell you how grateful I am. I appreciate it, Nathan. Yeah. And I just want to say to anyone out there that's having a hard time right now, like, please don't hesitate to text because I know that a lot of things are coming up these days with, you know, quarantine and with all this happening in the world. Just feel free to reach out. If you just need someone to vent to, I'm here for you. You know, don't feel like you can only text me if you are trying to pay me money. Like that's not what it's all about. So I'm here for you. And even if not, just believe in yourself, savor every little moment and just appreciate life because it's beautiful. Thank you. Is is there a page, like an Instagram page or anywhere that they can find you besides your other? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. other than the text platform, my Website is Nathan.tv. I spell my name N-A-T-H-E-N. And then I have a blog, which is the same, Nathan.tv forward slash blog, which has all my videos on it and all the, all those things. Uh, my Instagram is forward slash Nathan TV. My YouTube is YouTube.com forward slash Nathan. Ah, good. Thank you. So much magic in everything. I would tell everyone to just go binge Nathan. 
right? I've been doing that all week and it's just changed my life. You are amazing. You're a life changer, Nathan, and I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.